everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, I have an amazing guest by the name of Joyce Fields and she discusses her legacy amongst other things. And sometimes where we start is not always where we end up. So let's take a moment out for our sponsors and I'll be right back with Joyce. So everyone, like I was saying, I am speaking to Joyce Fields. Now, what struck me about her, honestly, is this woman is a warrior in almost every sense of the word. She's an author, she's a survivor, she is a thriver, and she decided to share her journey and her gems with the world. So since this is my listeners' first time meeting you, please, Joyce, introduce yourself to my listeners. Hello, everybody. As uh, Queen just said, my name is Joyce Fields, and... I am an author, come lately. Uh, I didn't start out to be an author. I wanted to be, first I wanted to be a nurse because I didn't think they got sick uh, when I was a little girl. Then I wanted to be a secretary. So I ended up being, I am now a retired executive assistant and an author. Okay. Okay, so I have to ask, what made you think that nurses didn't get sick? Because I thought that they were nurses and they didn't get sick. <laughs> that was the little girl's logic. Okay, okay. I, I can get with that. You know, a lot of times yeah. we think our teachers yeah. aren't human. They're just like teachers and they don't have real lives. They just teach and get exactly. stuck in a closet somewhere at school. So, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> so, okay, what made you decide that you wanted to be a secretary? Well, I don't, you're not old enough to remember uh, Gail Storm, I don't think. Nope. That was a, an actress way back in the day. I'm 76 years old. So uh, there was a, a show, I can't remember the name of the show. Um, she just made being a secretary look like it was fun. Wow. And that's what I wanted to do. Okay. And um, may I say that you look very good for 76? Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Guys, you have to see her picture. I feel like, wonderful. She, she, she looks amazing. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, I read your bio because, guys, you know, I do, I do research. But I was like, okay, this has to be a typo. I, I seriously thought that. I'm not trying to be funny. I seriously thought the numbers and what you gave me were a typo. I was like, okay. But okay, <laughs> they were in the typo, guys. She she said it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel wonderful. I don't feel any differently than I did when I was twenty six, thirty six, forty six, okay. all the way up. So I feel wonderful. My yeah. husband and I both uh, are, you know, into health and. Oh, perfect. Uh, he still runs and climbs. And, and hikes and climbs mountains and all that stuff. He climbed um, Mount Baldy, which is 10,000 some odd feet. What? 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like my feet on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So what made you decide, okay, after all of this transitioning, after, you know, going through retirement, what made you say, hey, you know what? Author is it, writer is it, I have to share what I have with the world. Well, it was really something that um, I'm the oldest of seven. And uh, my parents did, we, we think, a phenomenal job of raising all seven of us. Um, my oldest brother passed away in 2013. Wow, um, loss. Yeah, thank you. He had uh, stage four lung cancer. Okay. And so uh, that was in 2013 when he passed away. But in 2000, I mean, not 2000, in 1997, I decided to write a book about the way that our parents raised us. And oh. so um, we thought that they did such a good job that that's why I wrote this book. And I wanted to write the book um, for the future generations to come. And right. so I, um, I was born in 1944. And so the book starts out the first 15 or so pages. Now, my husband and I have been together for 63 years. We've been married for 53 years. Okay, so, hold on. She, she's giving out these numbers. These were the numbers that I thought she was making typos on because I was really confused. <laughs> it's been a long time, you know? So I look at that man and I say, oh my God, I've been with him almost more than half of my life, you know? A, right. A, lot, a long time. Right. So since we were 13 years old. And so uh, he adored my parents. And my oldest brother, the one that passed away, was his best friend. And oh, as, wow. as, as a matter of fact, I met him. He left his tie and socks on the playground at, at uh, 13 years old. He left them on the playground. And my brother found them and took them home. That's how I met my husband. Because, you know, he, he found, my brother found his socks and tie for oh, Easter. Wow. He, it was Easter time, and he found his socks and tie on the playground, and then he brought them to our house. And then I was visiting some of my relatives, and my mother called and asked me if I knew where the socks and the tie were, because he was at our house trying to find his, his socks and tie. <laughs> and so uh, that's like, like I said, that's how I met him. But uh, at any rate, I had finished the manuscript in 1997. I'm moving around. Okay. You, you following me? Am I? Yes. No, okay. keep going. Okay. Um, in 1997, I finished the manuscript, and I didn't know what to call it. Now, I said that my husband um, was my brother's best friend. He adored my parents. He uh, grew up with all of my siblings. Right. So the first 15 or 20 pages or so, I finished the manuscript. Okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> I finished the manuscript. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know what to call it. So he said, all y'all have that line of serenity running through you. Oh, wow. And I said, wow. And I was really intrigued by his statement, the line of serenity. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Right. And so the first 15 or 20 pages or so, he describes what he sees as this line of serenity 
in each one of us. Oh, wow. Yeah, blow, blew, blew my mind. Okay. And then when he finishes with his pages, then I go on to tell the story about how we were raised. Wow. And it goes from 1944, the year I was born, to 1977, the year our mother uh, passed away. And let me tell you, Queen, my mother died when I was 33 years old, and I'm 76 now. I mm -hmm. talk to her just about every day. I look up at her. She's got, I got a picture of her and my father on the wall, and I talk to them all the time. Put it in 67 pages, mm -hmm. and it includes 22 pages of recipes because food mm -hmm. is a really important part of our family. Uh, and wow. it's my own recipes that are nice. in the, the 22 pages. And it's got um, apple pie, banana pudding, lasagna, chicken and dressing, macaroni and cheese, chili, all, all side desserts, side dishes, everything. Okay. So in other words, what you're saying is even if we don't want to read the book, we should get it because it's a cookbook? <laughs> yes, it's exactly. <laughs> And they're easy recipes. And they really are. Good. They are. But wow. So what made you incorporate recipes into the cookbook? I know you said cooking was very important to you guys, but what made you say, okay, I mean, eating. you could have just talked about the food. No, eating is a very important part of our family. Still is. Ah, okay. Yes. We have feasts. And I was the dessert maker. Ooh. I used to make ice cream. I made fried apple pies. I made cakes, uh, rum cakes, chocolate cake, all kinds of desserts. Uh-uh. And I'm not fat. <laughs> hey, listen, it works. I, wow. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you include these recipes. As well in, as pictures. I as also well have pictures in there. Yeah. Wow. Ancestors. Because somewhere down the line, uh -huh. somebody could give birth to a, a child that looks just like Aunt Lou or just like right. Uncle Oscar. Right, right. You know, so you'll look through that book and you'll see um, relatives, ancient, you know, uh, ancestors that uh, look like your child or that your child right. looks like. Right. And, so and I put I the pictures and the recipes in there. Right. And I think that's the one thing, because I mean, this is something that now a lot of people are paying for online. In other words, they're going to ancestry.com, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. 23 and me, you're doing all this stuff to find out, you know, who you could possibly be related to, you know, find mm -hmm. out your family history. So, wow. Well, you know what? The thing about it is, I think you don't really appreciate, um, and I wrote the book for the youngsters in the family. I don't think that you really get to appreciate your family tree until you're much older. You don't, you don't. I, 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 will, I will admit that, I will admit that. But I mean, think about it. We don't appreciate our parents until we're kind of much older because before then it's like, mom, you're getting on my nerves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my mother died when I was 33 and I had never thought about it. Uh, and again, it's like I keep saying, I'm 76 now. Uh, mm -hmm. Recently, I thought about the fact that I had never, ever in my whole life seen my mother angry or, you know, really mad or any. Never. Not ever. Really? Or my father. Wow. 
I, that just absolutely amazes me now because I don't understand how they did that. But wow. I do think that they passed a lot of it on to all of our, uh, to all of my siblings, all of us. Right. And right. so, and I recently, within the past maybe four weeks, I talked to all of my siblings because it just amazed me that I had never seen my mother mad. And mm-hmm. I asked them, I asked uh, my brother Cordell if he'd seen her mad. He said no. Uh, my sister Nita, my sister Ava, my brother Reggie, my brother Kenny, none of them had ever seen Mama mad. Wow. And we had never even talked about it. That's interesting. <laughs> Very much so. I just It just blows my mind to have seven children. And none, not one of them have ever seen you in anger, seen her in anger. No. And she didn't model any, you know, we don't worry because she didn't model that. Right. None of us worry. We just take everything in stride. Mm. I'm an eight year breast cancer, no, nine year now, breast cancer survivor, uh, eight year stroke survivor. And when my son, who is now 50, um, he said, you had breast cancer and you act like nothing happened. You had a stroke and you act like nothing happened. I told you guys she was a warrior, right? You, you, you guys thought I was kidding about that. Like this, I'm telling you, when I read your bio, I was blown. I was truly like, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what part of it was shocking to you? Well, I mean, it's just like to come out of all of this. And I mean, we, we, we always see people that are like, okay. I'm continuing on my journey, but it was like, you know, everything's intact. Everything's great. And there was, and I could tell from what you were writing, there was no bitterness. There was no malice. There was no anything, but even listening to you now talk about how your mother was never angry. And I'm like, okay, that's part of it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, because I mean, we see people all the time and and I've spoken to you guys about this before where, in other words, a person gets a little sick or they get sick and they become quite upset. They become quite upset and it actually skews how they see the world. Mm -hmm. That's what I think, yeah. But I mean, it's like you're there, you're, you're talking about being together with your partner for 63 years mm-hmm. you know married for 53 it's like whoa <laughs> it I blows mean, my mind too queen it blows huh? my mind too yeah i mean but i mean these are numbers and honestly i will have to say this this is these are stats that we're in this day and age are kind of unheard of i mean it's kind of like you know and, and I'll be very honest. It's like you meet a guy and he's like, well, I'm not looking for marriage because, you know, half the marriages end up in divorce. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you're going, okay, but I just said hi. I, 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 I really wasn't looking to marry you at this point in time, but okay. But the, these are the things that we're hearing. So when you said 6353, and I'm going, what? Wait, what? <laughs> there are people out there it's like oh my gosh and then to to be have been through all of that and the two of you are just like 
this cohesive unit. You're writing books together. You're, yeah. you know, you're, you're supporting each other and climbing mountains. And this, I mean, to me, this is like awesome. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you appreciate it. You know, that's why I wrote it. So in the, the line of serenity, I think is one of my best books because it's, it captures, it's a memoir, obviously. Right, and it, it right. It captures the times that we, we grew up in. Right. It talks about uh, ice boxes and, you know, how you open the, the ice box and there's a big block of ice on there, <laughs> in there, inside <laughs> the ice box. And you, you sit a, a saucer in, on, on which you place the block of butter <laughs> on the right. ice. Yeah. Right. So, and that's the way that we had to do things. You know, you wash things in a ringer washer and all of that. Wow. And but what, okay, I know you said you wrote this so that the younger ones in your family, Mm -hmm. but what made you say, okay, there are more people that need to know about this? Well, I um, asked people to read it before I, uh, I, I'm a self-published author. So before I, uh, uh, I sent it off to um, publishing houses, but they rejected it. So I self-published Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I when I did give it to people to read, they said, you should publish this. And so um, I did. I self-published. It's only 167 pages, which includes the 22 pages of recipes and the 22 pages of uh, pictures. So that's 40 pages. That's 120-some pages. So it's really of text. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the cover, I love the cover. It's... Um, Old fashioned. It shows old cars and kids jumping rope and and a, a big picture at the bottom of fried chicken and, and mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that just describes I mean, one, it describes the time, but two, it describes your life. In other words, even what you just told me with the whole, you know, meeting your husband at the playground. Or not really at the playground, but yeah. meeting your husband because he left his stuff at the playground. Uh-huh. You know, so I mean, when we think, you know, girls jumping rope, you know, and the importance of food and eating to your family. And and I think that's something that we, especially in this, and I hate to say it, guys, but in this fast food era, we kind of lose. Yeah, I know. And now that's a, there are the 22, the same 22 recipes are in two of my books. Okay. That's Line of Serenity. And then uh, another book called uh, The Best Way to Keep a Man is to Let Him Go, among other things. Okay. And uh, that's, uh, the, the recipes are in there as well. So that the, what really blew my mind was that these girls nowadays just seem to take pride in the fact that they don't want to cook, don't like to cook, can't cook, uh, whatever. It's just, and the, the last chapter in the book, Queen, is the way to a man's heart is through his, his stomach. stomach. Yeah. Yes. And so I didn't want to leave the ladies in the lurch and not give them some recipes. Well, I, I will honestly say, yes, I can cook. From scratch, no box mix. <laughs> um, but what made you decide to share the same recipes in the second book? 
because the uh, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach was the last chapter. And right. so I wanted to include the recipes. Okay. Okay. So you just wanted yeah. them to be the same. No, I just wanted the, you know, it's, it's uh, basically, uh, it's, well, let me say here. Uh, chicken and dressing, macaroni and cheese, banana pudding, apple pie, all of those delicious recipes. And so because food is such an important part right. of our lives. So right. I thought that the, the two books that would fit with the recipes would be those right. two. I have other books, uh, The Limitless Golden Rule, 21 Ways to Use the Golden Rule in Your Life. I didn't think that would fit with Right, you know, right, right. So, okay. So you, you follow my thinking? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. I will tell you, ladies. Uh, yeah, if you're making chicken and dressing and macaroni and cheese, and then you follow that with, with a little apple pie, yeah, you pretty much got a whole meal. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean, you're yeah. just kind of missing greens or some vegetable, but you pretty much got a whole meal. And, you, you know, the way that the recipes came about was because uh, my grandkids... Mm -hmm. My two oldest, they're they're both girls. Uh, okay. One is 38 and one is 36. Okay. And when they were around 14, 15 years old, mm -hmm. they would watch me cook. And they would ask me how much of this and how much of that. Right. So I started cooking and writing down the recipes for, oh. for my book. As far as I would write, I would, I'm, I'm not a measuring kind of person. I, I cook the old fashioned way. I just, throw yeah. stuff in the pot. okay. So now what I did, what, what my granddaughters caused me to do was I would throw stuff in the pot and I say, okay, now how about, about how much was that? <laughs> right. Right. And I, I think that's what most people don't realize is like the home cook. If you're used to cooking, you kind of don't measure. Exactly. It, and so it, I would it, have to it, measure yeah. so those, those recipes, but you yeah. can adjust it for your own taste. That's any exactly, recipe. Exactly, exactly. You know, so adjust it for your own taste. So I have a question. Okay. And, and, and this is a cooking question. Okay. Do you trust a cook that doesn't taste their own food? No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> I, I I've always know. said that you don't trust a cook that will not taste their own food. Uh-uh. I can't do that. Yeah. So. so, yeah. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. So, exactly how many books do you have published to date? Ten. Nice. Nice. I have... Uh, Line of Serenity, that's right. the first one that I wrote. I told you about all about that one. Right. Uh, Mother's Dozen, and easy, okay, in 1997, I wrote Line of Serenity. Right. In 2003, I wrote Mother's Dozen, an okay. easy recipe for raising great kids. Ah. That one is 48 pages, and the foreword was written by a minister okay. who calls it... Um, a handbook of excellence when it comes to raising children. He wow. says that this book systematizes the way to raise children 
uh, for the mm -hmm. world to come. So that's what nice. he says. That's Reverend uh, Chip Murray. He, he used to be the pastor of Fame Church in Los Angeles, one of the okay. biggest churches in L.A. Michael Jackson even went there. Well, all my L.A. listeners, all my California listeners, Fame Church, if you know it. <laughs> then in 2008, I wrote, the best way to keep a man is to let him go, among other things. The right. reason why I wrote that one, uh, and the reason why I wrote Mother's Dozen, and the reason why I wrote the best way to keep a man, is because I saw so many mothers mm -hmm. that were almost... I don't even know, almost enslaved by their children's tempers, mm. you know, controlled. So uh, they're, they're not, they weren't teaching the children to be patient, to be independent, to be right. any of these things. And so, and that one is uh, uh, Mother's Dozen is 48 pages. The best way to keep a man is 64 pages. Okay. Uh, and I wrote that one because these young girls nowadays don't seem to understand the dynamics of keeping a relationship healthy, happy, and peaceful. Ooh, okay. Can you say that again for the people in the back? <laughs> I young mean, girls nowadays do not understand the dynamics of keeping a relationship healthy, happy, and peaceful. This mm. book, and you know, when I was young, uh, when I was like 14, 15 years old, Right. The old women in our lives, not just our mothers and aunts, the neighbors in the right. neighborhood tell us little secrets about keeping a relationship healthy. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's not done anymore. And that's what this book intends to do. That's what the, this is what the goal of this book is to give females tid, you know, tidbits and guidance. And I say in this book, 80% of the success of a relationship rests on the shoulders of the female. That's based on what I have observed and experienced. 80%. Because men do not mature as quickly right. females do. Right. Men. So ladies, if you are trying to figure it out, if you feel like you are, you know, instead of using the famous line, you know, there's no good men out there. No. Uh, maybe you need to check out her book. Before yeah. you make that statement. No, there are still good men out there. Oh, and yes, they, there are. These, the, the, these girls have these, and you know, females have really been led astray by society. They, we used to, at least I did, and mm -hmm. I, all, just about every girl did, used to read true romance magazines. I don't, you, they don't even exist anymore. But it's all kinds of right. magazines, true romance. And it, it, it led us down a path of total make-believe. It's just a bunch of romantic crap. And so uh, it's not the way life is. Right, right. Um, you know, he, her husband opened the door and, and she's glowing and all of that. You know, it's, it, that's not the way it goes. And so, right. you know, a knight in shining armor. What the? <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Right. So, and then there's a chapter in the book called Fantasy Versus Reality. And that's what I talk about as far as 
uh, females having been led down the, uh, the wrong path. Right, right. Men aren't like that. No, they're not. They're not. They're definitely so, not. Get this book, ladies. I'm telling you, it, it'll it'll bring you up short, but it'll <laughs> it'll punch you. And I have to say this because I did notice something. One of your books is published in Spanish. Yes. So it is. It's called, that's Mother's Dozen. Uh-huh. It's called. It's in Spanish. I had it translated into Spanish because so, Spanish Yeah, mi gente presente. Está un, un libro en español para tuyo. You so, speak Spanish? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. And see, Spanish, uh, Hispanics uh, have a lot of kids. And so that's why I wanted to reach them. I think it's the, the, maybe it's the first largest growing group. That is awesome. That is awesome. Then I wrote The Vision in 2009. Okay. The Vision, telling kids that they can make the world a better place. Right. Children are the future. So that's what I, I, then I wrote another one in 2009, Jet Black and Her Seven Friends. When I was growing up, there were no fairy tales about little black girls. So okay. in 2009, okay. I wrote this one. It's a fairy tale about a little black girl who is very, very tall. And she's in fifth grade and, and uh, she doesn't want to go to school because the kids tease her all the time. So then she goes to sleep and she's taken on a magical journey by this Asian fairy godmother. Oh, wow. uh, then there's a um, Hispanic, a Native American, uh, a white lady who is in a wheelchair. She's got seven friends. Uh, okay. And a, 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 an overweight black female judge. And she says that they used to call me Fatty Patty. Now they call me Your Honor. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, and then she gets taken on this magical journey where everybody talks to her uh, and encourages her to uh, go to school. I didn't know I, my phone was going to ring. Hopefully that won't mess anything up. No, I, I can, I can kind of cut this part out. Okay. That is awesome. And then I wrote Dear Bully. Right. In 2011. A collection of poems about bullying. It ah. It still does. It just breaks my heart. Right. That kids are committing suicide, Queen. Yes. Yes. And and this is something we talked about. I mean, we used to say, you know, sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt us. And uh-huh. unfortunately, we are seeing it. We are seeing it with our young people. We are seeing it with older people, that is not true. I know. Uh, I wrote these 25 poems in six hours. It just it, it, would, it just poured out of me. It's 25 poems in six hours. So. Okay, so I have this question. I, I have this question. It was like, how did you, how did you not, um, how did you not, right before i don't know 
um, because I read all the time. Now, I have very long fingernails, and I was reading all the time when I was little. Uh, ever since I learned how to read, I have been reading. I read at the cereal, I mean, at the breakfast table, I would read the cereal box. Front, back, side, bottom, everything. Oh, my gosh. Printed on it. I would read matchbook covers. Anything that had words, I would be reading. Wow. So, and my mother used to lovingly tease me, and she would say, if you ain't reading the book, you're doing your nails. If you ain't doing your nails, you're reading the book. <laughs> that is so cool. And so I didn't know that reading taught you how to write. And I really was inspecting the sentences, the structure, the nouns and the verbs and all of those things. That's what I was looking at. And right now, to, even to this day, I'm a slow reader. When I put, when they put the, the synopsis up for the movie wow. on, on TV, yeah. I, I can't read it fast enough because I always inspect the words that I'm reading. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I always do. And I always proofread too. I, I proofread everything. Even to this day, I, I proofread the newspaper, I proofread TV, the, the, the print is down at the bottom of the screen, and I catch a lot of errors. <laughs> wow. So, wow. And then, let's see. Now, uh, I'm going to read you a, a poem out of Dear Bully. Okay, go for it. All the poems start with the words, Dear Bully. So, Dear Bully, how did you feel when you heard that I had committed suicide? Did you laugh and shout with glee, or did you want to run and hide? I was afraid to be in your presence. I was afraid when I heard your voice. I wanted to go to school each day, but your actions gave me no choice. Now I am gone and out of your reach, but this is not what I wanted. I just couldn't take it anymore. I was tired of being taunted. Wow. Wow. And so even with kids not being in school, this this Dear Bully is still a relevant uh, book of poems about Yes, bullies. yes, because I mean... you have bullies in your own family. Right, and, and the other thing is our children are experiencing something we've never experienced, which is the whole cyberbullying. Yes. Oh, yep. cyberbullying. And for those of you that don't know what cyberbullying is, it's bullying that happens over social media, over the okay. internet. And I have a poem of, I have a poem that addresses that too. Oh. Dear bully, sending mean stuff on your computer or texting it on your phone is no way to deal with anyone. It's better to leave them alone. Cyberbullying is just as bad as doing it face to face. It's nothing to be proud of. It's really a total disgrace. Instead of sending mean stuff, start a cyber friendship chain. Include the kids you bullied, and then you all will gain a better way of living, more smiles in all your days, using your computers and your phones in smart and friendly ways. Wow, wow. So guys, are you seeing why you need to get Joyce's books? I I mean, thank you. I, I, I honestly have to say thank you. 
I have to say thank you for changing your mind and realizing that nurses do get sick. <laughs> I have to say thank you for realizing that, um, you know, being a, being, you know, being a secretary, it wasn't as glamorous. And I also have to say thank you for continuing and deciding to write after you retired. Yes. Yeah. So then I I have another one. I've got three more books. 2013, I wrote My Simple Quotes to Live By. Uh, And I coined 167 quotes. I coined them myself. And one of them uh, was chosen out of over 5,000 entries for a 2013 calendar. Wow. that, That quote states, it's better to die chasing a dream never caught than to die never having chased the dream. And I post it on social media regularly to encourage people to don't give up on your dreams. Yes, and I think adults really need to adhere to that one because adults seem to be the ones easiest to give up on dreams. No, don't do that because if you're lying on your deathbed and you can say, I wish I had done this or I wish I had done that, then you better go ahead and do it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly. Then in 2014, I wrote A Breast Cancer Journey to Greater Joy, Taking the Fear and Mystery Out of a Breast Cancer Diagnosis. Now, when I was diagnosed, uh, I was not scared. Really? I was not, I didn't cry, nothing. I just wanted it out of me, queen. I wanted it out. I felt like I had been invaded by an alien. Oh my gosh. For real. (laughs) cancer floating around in my body. Wow. So I just want, I was so happy to, to go for uh, surgery. My husband was absolutely amazed. <laughs> wow. When I went in for surgery, my blood pressure was 123 over 53. Oh, oh so you were, you were really rocking calm, huh? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> And he was absolutely amazed because he has white coat syndrome. When he sees the doctor, his blood pressure just shoots up. Yeah. For those of you that don't know what white coat syndrome, that is what it is. As soon as you see a doctor, it's like, boom. Yep. Your blood pressure shoots up. And I just, uh, I was just so relieved when when they cut it out of me. I I was so happy. Well, I'm glad. I am glad. And then my last book. Now, the the subtitle of that book is uh, A Breast Cancer Journey to Greater Joy, Taking the Fear and Mystery Out of a Breast Cancer Diagnosis. That's exactly what I intended to do. I wanted to take the fear and mystery out of a breast cancer diagnosis. Okay. Now, the four doctors that I had, my breast cancer surgeon, my primary care physician, Mm-hmm. my radiology oncologist and my medical oncologist, all I submitted to the manuscript to them and asked them if they would consider writing a forward. All four of them wrote a forward for this book. So my book has four forwards in it. So I figured it's my book and I can have as many forwards in it as I want. I was going to say, you can have as many forwards if you, as you want to. Yes. So Dr. Helen Chin wrote a, uh, um, uh, one of the forwards, and that's what I post on uh, social media. 
Mm. I had the pleasure of caring for Joyce Fields during her radiation treatment in 2011. I recall her at that time being a woman with a uniquely positive attitude. Now, my last radiation treatment uh -huh. was 11-11-11 at 11 a.m. So. Wow. Talk about yep. being in sync. Yeah, I know. I love that. So Joyce writes an extremely straightforward and easy to read book with everything explained in lay terms. I believe that her personal recollection of the details of undergoing breast cancer treatment and the decision making involved offers great support to other patients because they are able to essentially relive her experience through reading this book. Details regarding the emotions she went through, interactions with family members, scheduling appointments, reactions to big machines like radiation machines and PET CT scanners are vividly recounted. Treatment involves visits to so many different physicians and undergoing so many tests. Reading Joyce's book wow. ahead of time would greatly prepare patients regarding what to expect. Early stage breast cancer is generally a highly curable disease. However, the word, quote, cancer, unquote, is extremely stressful, and Joyce takes the mystery out of treatment of early stage breast cancer. Wow. Anyone anxious following a diagnosis of early stage breast cancer, and who isn't, should read this book it will greatly help them prepare for the road ahead. Finally, having a positive attitude like Joyce's is actually immensely helpful in meeting the challenges of breast cancer treatment among other life's challenges. Helen Chin, MD, Radiation Oncology. Oh, okay, wow. That is awesome. So I wanted to take the fear and mystery out of it, so I put pictures of the machines. Those machines are huge. Fill up a whole room. Wow. So that can be intimidating by itself. Yeah. 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 So, but yes, yeah. I, I just wanted to, uh, you know, take the fear and mystery mm -hmm. out of it. And the last book that I wrote uh, is called The Limitless Golden Rule, 21 Ways to Use the Golden Rule in Your Life. So mm -hmm. I'm all about positivity, you know, so it's, I love that. I love oh. that. Wow. So guys, you you can get her books in English. You can get her books in Spanish. You can, well, one of them you can get in Spanish. Yeah, one of them, right. You can Good. list, I mean, it's just like you're taking the mystery out of, I mean, you're doing what a lot of people when they get a diagnosis wish that someone would have done. I would and, hope and so. That's that. why I did this book. I and love that. I love that. I was blogging about it the whole time. Uh-huh. So the book wrote itself. All wow. I did was put my blogs together. So I was blogging about the whole thing. Wow. And all that I did is... was put the blogs together and then I got my book. That is awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is. All of her books are short reads. Yeah, very much so. The longest one is 167 pages. All of her books are short reads. And in two of her books, you get some really great recipes. Like, who doesn't need new recipes? <laughs> so definitely, guys, check out her books. All of her information will be in the show notes. Joyce, tell them where they can find your books and 
your blog and all of your okay. information. Thank you, Queen. Uh, go to goodshortbooks.com. I was amazed when I got that website because it, it, it wasn't taken. So that was about maybe 10 years ago. Goodshortbooks.com. So, so that you, describes our books. That and our books are true to the website's name. They are good and they are short. I am on TikTok and Instagram at JJ. That's the letter J. The letter J feels F I E L D S and the number seven. JJ feels seven, and uh, that's TikTok and Instagram. Uh, Facebook is Joyce Fields. Uh, Twitter is at Good Short Books. Nice. So and guys. my blog is, I have over eight, I, I posted, uh, I started blogging about 10 years ago, and I have over 800 posts, inspiring, motivating posts mm. on my blog. Eight, they're at uh, lineofserenity.wordpress.com. Wow. Lineofserenity.wordpress.com. Over 800 posts there. And uh, some of them are, I took from the internet, and some of them I wrote myself, and some of them are funny because I had uh, episodes called Funny Fridays. So I've got some nice. jokes on there as well. Nice. But they yeah. are very motivational. So anybody in down in the, you know, get down in the spirits and all that. Go to my blog. It'll lift your spirits. Nice. Wow. Well, see, I keep telling people, you never know where you're going to end up. It's just about making a choice and going with it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So thank you again, Joyce. All of her information will be in the show notes, so you won't miss a thing. Check out her blog. Find her books read the books get the recipes <laughs> come on i mean this is guys this is like a win-win when have you ever said okay i'm gonna read this book and by the way it has like 22 recipes in the one. like you're, you're getting a cookbook inside of a book that you should read that's like a bonus thing come on so thank you again joyce and again thank you for realizing that nurses get sick too <laughs> I, I i i still like i'm still sitting here like really <laughs> oh, thank you queen <laughs> all right thanks for the opportunity to spread the word about these books that's what i'm trying to do you're welcome and they're they're cheap i'm not cheap they're affordable not cheap uh 7.99 to 12.99 in other words, she has a book for everybody's budget, guys. Uh -huh. You know we love that. She's speaking our language. <laughs> we didn't want to break anybody. There's 11 books there. I wrote 10 and my sister wrote one about dogs. If you like dogs, you will absolutely love her book. Oh, yeah. I've read it a million times. I laugh and I cry every time <laughs> I read it. That is awesome. So you guys are keeping it in the family. Yeah. And her nice. book is, I think it's 59 pages. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Short too. Wow. She's got two dogs right now. She's had, 
uh, it's the book is called My 15 Dogs, A 55-Year Journey of Love. Wow. And she's got two right now, a little one and a big one. (laughs) Wow, that is awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I did and make sure you're checking out her short books. Oh my gosh. And those recipes, like really, really recipes, Joyce. Thank you so much. But as always, guys, remember her information will be in the show notes so you won't miss anything. But guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other and happy shopping. This is Cynthia of Our Collaboration Station Podcast, and you are listening to CQP Moments with Coupon Queenpin. Don't forget to like and subscribe.